Thank you for tuning in. This episode is called Another Chance, and that's because it is the title of the first chapter of the Wayfinder book that is going to be released in the next couple of months. Yeah. Been thinking about that one for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the originating chapters of this book were written about five years ago. Mm -hmm. It was based around a character named Donnie who will appear in one of the episodes uh, coming up before too long. And um, and then, you know, we kind of put it on hold for a little while, just didn't feel like the right season. And then just within the last couple of months, it was like, no, let's power this thing out. Let's get mm-hmm. it done, get it into the hands of people. Um, pretty, pretty stoked about this thing coming out. If you want to pre-order that, which would be super helpful to us, you could go to neilandamy.com. You could uh, pre-order there, save 25%, also help us kind of kickstart the project. Mm-hmm. Um, more to come on that in a little bit. So... Who is Neil and Amy? Yeah. That's what you might be asking yourself. Yeah. Who, who the heck are these people? Well, first line in, uh, in the Wayfinder book is uh, sometimes, oftentimes, our greatest obstacle is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Ourselves. And we got married super young, right? True. How 18. old were we? I was 18. You were 20. Yeah. And had babies how quickly? Two weeks after we got married. Yeah, which is awesome. Exactly what? How in the world did we get married and then two weeks later you had a baby? Like that's the fastest gestation period in the history of mankind. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, so math. We just did math. Yes, sometimes things happen. (laughs) 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 the attraction is just so strong just draws you in so e in this case is not for everyone e is for explicit because one of the things about amy is she likes to say crazy she likes to say crazy things right now she's being like semi-reserved but trust me that's not gonna last very long and uh yes so we get married super young and what else? What's the, what what obstacles did we overcome early in our journey? Well, I think that I think there's definitely pros and cons of getting married early. I, I think that for you and I and knowing our personalities, that getting married younger was better for us because we weren't like figure in our out. way and we had to figure it out together. Nine dollars an hour style. Yeah. I mean, we were renting DVD players because we couldn't even afford... There wasn't even DVDs. Oh, you're right. It was VHS. Yeah, that's how old we are. I mean, you are. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we would... Friday nights, we would rent a VHS player for like six bucks or eight bucks or something because back then, VHSs were like 150 bucks to buy. Yep. And cash flow's king. Yeah. So, we just rented it until we could (laughs) save up. But then we had Kate and James two years later. Mm -hmm. And then Quinny Asha... Two years after that. Yep. So at that moment of Quinny being born, it was, uh, we had three kids and you were just at about 22 years old, which is kind of crazy because Amy has a sister named Abby who is almost 23 or did just turn 23. Is that right? In June, I think she turned 23. I'm 38 and I was 15 when she was born. So you do the math. Yeah, that's about right. So, and to think like, whoa, okay, well, Abby, she'll have beautiful babies someday, but she has no babies right now. And you had three at that time. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm sure that there are people listening to this who had similar circumstances, but there's also probably the other people 
the other people, which you were kind of going into because you were saying, hey, being you know young, there's certain advantages, our personality types mm-hmm. that seem to work for us. We grew up with our kids. Yeah, I we, wouldn't recommend it necessarily. Yeah, definitely not recommend it. We're not like, hoping that on our children. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's worked for us so far. We've only... Nearly you know, divorced. Nearly, yeah. How many times? Just a few, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, that's a joke, the nearly divorced yeah. thing. We're staying the course here, but seriously, it's not been easy for her. I don't know how two type A personalities can make it, but for whatever reason, we do. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I was so going to say, though, about the other type of people. The other type of people are the ones that are like 35, 36 mm-hmm. years old. They've got their career all locked yep. down. They've like they've figured out their now way. Now they put it in autopilot and they can enjoy their family. They're not stressing out. They yeah, can they actually their do that. Yeah. Kids with like very neat and tidy rooms and yep. probably have a house cleaner by and then. Definitely or, have a VHS player. Yeah, they already have their VHS <laughs> and it's a whole a whole different experience for our kids and for us. It was like I remember going into a restaurant one time, sitting down and like somebody made this snide remark like kids raising kids. And we were like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Kids raising kids. I, like, know. I wanted to grab the crab out of the red lobster crab pond in the front and just sick them boy. <laughs> but I didn't. I put my church face on. Yeah. Which seemingly we felt like we had to do for God knows how long, yeah. which was also part of the obstacles that we've overcome. So mm-hmm. a lot of what we're going to talk about through these episodes in this particular series is some of our own struggles, some of our own overcomings or working through things mm-hmm. in order that we um, can hopefully have some of our experience maybe help you maybe catalyze uh, something positive in your life. Um, the, I want to just quickly touch on that, on the difference between happiness and joy. Um, if you if you lose your joy when challenges start to happen in your life, then you probably didn't actually have real joy. Mm-hmm. You probably had happiness, right? Happiness is cool, right? Yeah, happiness absolutely. is cool, but joy and happiness are different. And um, we've been learning to live with joy, or at least that's the goal mm-hmm. that we're kind of walking after. Life is too short to live miserable, but by God, like there's a lot of misery that shows up in our lives. So when challenges start to happen in your life and if your happiness goes away or your joy goes away, it was probably happiness and not joy. Happiness depends on what's happening, mm-hmm. right? If circumstances are good. Things are, you know, going smooth. It's all going yeah. according to plan. When I get my plan. way, I'm happy. Exactly. But then when it hits the fan and it does, things happen. Washing machines break. Cars break. Refrigerators at the same time. That did happen. A couple Christmases ago, huh? If you looked on our same day, the refrigerator broke and the dryer broke. And the dryer. And not long after, the washer actually went out too. So we had all of our primary appliances (laughs) sitting on our front porch. It was and honestly, we weren't happy about that. We were pretty ticked off about that. Um, but joy and happiness are different joy. As we would describe it, it, it's more of like an internal flow. It has a lot more to do with what your, your like heart, your spirit is connected to. Mm -hmm. That's the difference between joy and happiness. You can have joy in the middle of the shittiest circumstances, Mm -hmm. like the roughest situations. You can have joy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we call it the Jesus juice. It's like the, it's where you get your flow. Right. And so, 
um, at different points of our journey, we were really messed up. Like we had, uh, we had all kinds of things in the last 20 years that we've gone through with raising kids, with, you know, business, with trying to be, uh, you know, missional minded, helping our community, doing things like that. And, um, and then the people, honestly, that we were trying to help, sometimes they flip on you and come yeah. at you, demonize you, string you up, the very people that you're trying to do things for. And that's super challenging too. So a lot of this uh, p- podcast basically is based around some of these ideas of some of the things that we've struggled through and overcome and then learning to have joy in the journey, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Learning to have joy in the journey. Yeah, which is a choice. You don't just wake up and then wait for it to arrive. It's not going to just arrive at your doorstep every morning at 8 a.m. Yeah. That's joke. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of jokes. Speaking of jokes. Yeah. I get to tell my joke. Yeah. Tell your joke. What? Tell your joke, Neil. All right. I will. So there's this man and he's in a hot air balloon. And then he realized he was lost. So he reduced his altitude and then he spotted this woman below. He got as close as he could to her and he said, excuse me, ma'am, uh, can you help me? I promised a friend that I'd meet him about an hour ago, but I actually don't know where I am. And so then the woman replied, well, you're in a hot air balloon and you're hovering approximately like 30 feet above the ground. And well, to be specific, you're actually at 40 degree, 40 and 41 degrees north latitude and between about 59 and 60 degrees west longitude. And the guy in the balloon goes, wow, you must be a programmer. And she said, I am. How did you know? Well, <laughs> the person in the balloon said, everything you told me is technically correct, but I have no idea what to make of all the information just came. In fact, I've still lost. Frankly, you haven't been very much help to me so far. So then the woman responded, oh, oh, okay. So you must be a manager. And he replied, I am. But how did you know? Well, said the woman, you don't know where you are. You don't know where you're going. You've risen to where you are due to a large quantity of hot air. You made a promise, which you have no idea how to keep. And you expect me to solve your problem. The fact is that you're in the exact same position you were in before we met, but now somehow it's my fault. It kind of sounds a little bit like life. Yeah. It's always somebody else's fault that I've gotten into this predicament that I'm in. Well, it's easier to blame somebody than actually look at yourself in the mirror. It is. Truly is. The boss. It's totally him. If I had a better boss, then I would... a different spot. Yeah, I would totally... I would have already made it in this world. Right. If I... Or... I mean, and again, this could be a pretty serious one. Sometimes you do really get sucky bosses. Sometimes you really do get sucky parents. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people spend a big majority of their adulthood, like in their 50s and 60s, still working through their parent issues. Mm -hmm. These are things we've helped people with Mm -hmm. over and over again. Like, you know, this is the way I was treated, you know, as Mm -hmm. a kid. And yes, that's true. Like those things damage you. They change your path. But ultimately, when it boils down to it, like the choice is yours. Like Mm -hmm. it's in your court. You've you've been given the ability to choose um, and not to blame everybody else for all the problems of your life. 
It's called the victim mentality, right? Yeah. And we're not into that. Are you into the victim mentality? I mean, some days it would be nice to just soak in it, but <laughs> no, it doesn't move the ball forward and it surely doesn't make you feel better as a person. Right. Right. I think that finding joy in the midst of circumstance that stealing your joy is kind of the art. Yes. Because the circumstances are always going to be there. They always change. Sometimes they're an actual circumstance. I don't have a place to live. That's an actual circumstance. But a lot of the time, it's not that. A lot of the time, it's something that either we've made up in our minds to be true, but it's not actually true, or it's fear that's keeping you limited from like actually stepping stepping into that next phase of your life Mm -hmm. or what have you. I know that personally for me, most of the time the circumstance that keeps me bound up is simple things like expectations of myself or maybe like what I think your, your expectations of me are. Yeah. Like that would be an easy one to fall in. Yeah. Because in a relationship you want to make your partner happy, but then you still have the things that you're wanting to do yourself. So there's like that fine line there. That's, that can be like a, a tension or a rub or just like simple things like worried. You could be on your way to work and you're worried that the new coworker is not going to like you. And I know for me, worrying about people judging me keeps me shut up a lot of the time. I'll just choose to not really say what I really think or actually be myself mm-hmm. because I've been judged so much in my life that it's just easier to disregard even opening your heart up or like exposing your your true being to someone yeah because when you open your heart up a lot of times people have something to say about it yeah or they they punch you for what mm-hmm. for who you are for what you think for how you right you know, that's totally our world yep. these days absolutely yeah i think that over the past couple decades of trying to mine out life and honestly giving each other the same, the title of today, another chance. Like that's not, mm-hmm. that's the truth. We, every day we have to give each other another chance because your spouse, your partner, whoever it is that you're in life with is going to fail you or you're going to fail them. That's just, there's no, no bonds about it. that. Yep. But I think giving, having that freedom to give to yourself and to other people, it sounds very cliche and it, I mean, I'm listening to myself right now thinking I want to turn the podcast because this sounds like a joke, but it, it really is true. Like it's the most simplest things that keep us bound. Yes. It's like that story. Um, I know we didn't talk about this earlier and I'm very bad at remembering specifics on stories and quotes, but I think it was a camel. It might've been an yeah, elephant. Emo. No, it was like, no, a heavy animal. I think it was an elephant. It was a circus elephant. And someone told me this a couple months ago. They said that they put a chain around the elephant when it was a baby. Yep. And at that point, the chain was stronger than the the force of the elephant. Mm -hmm. So the elephant would try to walk away out of that little circle and it would get jerked back, right? Yeah. So it's being trained by the chain yes, essentially to yes. stay in that spot. They, but every day they'd put the chain on the elephant. The elephant grows. The elephant could literally not, o- not only just pull the chain out of whatever it's, you know, being yeah. hooked Stuck to. Into, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but it could wreck shop in that whole circus. But because it's been trained with that chain, it doesn't even try anymore to, to get that tension. It just knows its space. Yes. It knows its limitations. It doesn't argue. It doesn't, it's not curious. It just stays in its space. Yeah. And I know that we're creatures of habit and that actually is true to my life. Yeah. Connect that to the, the idea of the, another chance where, cause I, I feel like you, were because I feel like, Oh, that's because sometimes you just don't try again. You don't, the elephant stopped trying to get out of that circle at some, at one day the elephant owned, I'm never getting out of this circle. This is my circle and I will be here for the rest of my life. I am stuck here. Yeah. And it made peace with it and it just stayed in its invisible cage. There's nothing holding it. Like it could literally run and demolish everyone, but it's not. And I think that, I think that, um, I know that in my life I've, I've done that in, in different areas where it's just like, you know, it's just a little too hard to, to make peace with this circumstance. So I'm just going to settle with the fear of failure mm-hmm. and I'm not going to try. Yeah. I mean, I know you have done that before cause we've, cause why? Cause I, well, I mean, <laughs> drill me. Don't, don't be nice to me right now. Right? Like if it's there and you just lay it open. Sometimes swimming upstream is just a little bit yeah. too hard. Yeah. We had a friend one time say to us, Hey, you guys have a bright future. What we think that, or he's like, basically you've been handed by God a machete and been placed in front of a rainforest. So have fun with that. Yep. And it was like, ah, okay. We have to blaze a trail. We have to, mm-hmm. you know, go at it like this. And there's not a clear path for us to follow. Right. And ultimately, I mean, somebody's always gone before you. Somebody's already, yeah. it's been there, done that. But for you or for me, mm-hmm. finding our way, it was a very difficult process. And, yes. and even where we are now, like we're now seeing things realized in our life that 10 years ago we saw like we saw those from a distance and we thought, Oh yeah, that's going to take a year. Yep. No, a decade, mm-hmm. a decade. I actually remember being a, almost offended when like a mentor, a coach of, of, of mine uh, was talking with me and he's like, he's like, Neil, I can't, I was 30 and I actually just turned 40. And he's like, Neil, I cannot wait to see what your life's like in a decade. Cause you're really going to, that that's it. I'm like, what about next year? Like yeah. I'm blowing it up next year. This, the whole plan is just going to fall right into place next year and not a chance, not Didn't a happen. chance. Uh-uh. In fact, I needed another chance and another chance. And then I blew it again. And then another chance. I mean, in relationship, me and you, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the story. That's what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like we have to give each other second chances, third chances, infinite chances in order for things to work. But I actually think one of the things um, cause the line, one of the first lines in the book, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've already said this, but one of the first lines in the book is, um, often let the me obstacles, just, often our biggest obstacle mm-hmm. is ourselves right? often. So in order for us to find our way to get to where we're called to be, and by the way, that's what we believe that every single person was placed on this earth for a purpose mm-hmm. and that there's an actual like calling, like something that's calling you that that that's where you will be satisfied. That's where you're going to find your zone, get in your groove, do your thing. Um, but often 
our biggest obstacle is ourselves, right? So we get in the way of our own futures Mm -hmm. by continuing to travel down roads that don't take us where we want to go. Right. Where we want to go. So let me cue that up for you, my lady, right? What about obstacles, the obstacle of yourself, like some of the biggest obstacles of yourself that you're now having to learn to overcome in order to actually step into who you're called to be? Anything's come to mind? Yeah, I would say, I said earlier that worried that people are going to judge you for, and just this morning, I was having major anxiety thinking that the record button was going to permanently have whatever I say on record and I'm going to have to give an account for everything I say and everyone on this planet is going to hold me to it. And that just makes me want to sweat profusely like that. She hates to sweat. I hate sweating. That's why I work out in the shower. So while I'm sweating, (laughs) I can wash it off. Hey, this is a, that is actually real. I, the first time I saw it happen, I was like, honestly, I was like, that's kind of attractive. I walked out I walked in and I was like, wait, is she doing sit-ups? In the bath? In the bathtub? <laughs> Weird. Next time I come in, she's in push-up position, straight doing push-ups. And I'm like, all right, Amy, what's up? Like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm working out. I'm like, ah, I can see that. Why? Because I don't like to sweat. <laughs> okay. Well, the water will hit the sweat and just run it right off of my body. And so now I'm working out, but I'm just not. It works for me now. It does work for me. She's had dumbbells in there. and I'm not just meaning me. She's had. (laughs) No, I actually have had dumbbells in there before. No, really like dumbbells. But what's awesome. And for like the first decade of our marriage, there was also a can of Pepsi. I know like half frozen Pepsi in the morning is so good. Like if you just wake up in the morning, she didn't drink coffee then. Yeah. If you just wake up in the morning, take a Pepsi out of the fridge or Coke, stick it in the freezer. Oh, it's so good. Then right when you're ready to take a shower, it's like frosty cold. And we're not getting paid by Pepsi Cola <laughs> or Coca Cola to cool, say though. that, but I mean, it's just something that you should try. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back to what I was saying about freaking out and sweating because you're worried about being judged by judged the world. by people. Yeah. Yeah, I think that if you don't know this about Neil and I, we started out. We never wanted to be real. I would say, quote unquote, pastors, but we did want to do goodwill toward men projects. Uh, we do believe in God and faith. That's very important to us. But sometimes you get, find yourself going down a road that maybe you end up in places that your dreams are taking you or, or that calling is taking you, but the two plus two equals four, and sometimes you just end up there when... When it's really not where you yeah. envisioned or even desired to be. Right. You know, part of the book is is a story. It's a lot of it's my particular story of how my life transformed when I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And there was like the misery story leading up to it. There was the triumph aspect of good things that were going on. And then there was a moment that my whole world just changed. And so that put me on this newfound path, right? And so now I'm just like in hot pursuit of this newfound path, which ultimately led me as I was walking down that path to this super hot lady that I'm actually married to, right? So now I'm married to this 
woman who grew up in a setting where she was kind of, she basically was over it. Like she was not over her upbringing, but she was over no, over the church, You're, the organized church. Religion. She was over, yeah, the, the institutional part of, of right. the church, the, the religious aspect of it. And so here I am, I'm coming in all hot, hot and ready, and rock, and, rock and roll. I've got this new fire and this you new passion. you got your arm pump on from yeah. riding motorcycles at 6 a.m. Yeah, and that show up to the building and be like, hey, ladies. No, I'm just lady. I don't care, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get baptized. <laughs> so we were in just, uh, uh, you know, I, where were we going with this? I was saying about getting down the road. like our, Yeah. Maybe Absolutely. people don't know that we oh. we actually are pastors. Yeah, and but not the kind that here I have to be careful about what I say again. Uh, just say it because either you get judged by the religious community or you get judged by the unreligious community. But the facts of the matter are this: you said you didn't want to marry a pastor. I did. You did want to marry a pastor? Or I you didn't. Did not? You I did, did not. say that. And I actually was pretty confident that that's the direction I was going only because I wanted to help people. Right. That's only because point. I wanted people to understand some things that I had come to understand and I wanted to use the experiences that I had. And honestly, the understanding that I got from actually reading scripture, that yes. was a huge thing for me. I just wanted to shed light. That's right. all I wanted to do. So all I knew, because that's what the world tells you is, oh, I guess you're a pastor. Right. Yep. And so to me, I'm starting to drop in that funnel because it just is what the world says is the right thing to do. But you were hitting the brakes on that. Like my grandpa Larry used to do in his old Toyota truck. He'd look at me and he'd go screech. Like, stop. I don't want to be married to a pastor. Like, uh, okay, well, I guess we have a problem. Right. And so what did we do? We found ourselves being just like the first line of the book, hmm. our, our biggest not obstacle, hindered, obstacle yeah. it was ourselves, ourselves yeah. because we were trying to make good choices and go down a, a path. And we were allowing ourselves to be put in a box. Too. Yes. Right. Yep. And then life just has a way of wrapping you up and mm-hmm. sending you down the river in the edges. And yep, yeah. there you go. The ship is sailed. Yeah. And obstacles that we've learned to overcome. Some of the things I've watched Amy navigate and, and honestly, she's still moving through this is just the ability just to be truly herself. And this is, I mean, she's crazy. Like I'm, I'm just telling you right now, she's crazy. Like she was crazy when she was young. She, we have nieces that, um, that they're all crazy too. Um, Pepper, Maggie, Faye, Remy. There's just a, a crazy nieces. We Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We have crazy nieces. And I actually, as I've watched these nieces grow up and I just get a kick out of them because they're entertaining. They say what they mm-hmm. want to say whenever they want to say it. They're not worried about what anybody else is thinking. Then I look back at some of Amy's home videos and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like she was ornery. She would tell you what she thought. She had a little twang to her voice and she wasn't from like South. The South. I don't even know where it came from. Um, but you know, over time I like, I watched these little girls and then I start realizing that, Whoa, my wife was that little girl. And then what happens is life happens. Yep. Life happens. People say shit about you that you just 
like ah, like they they they, they betray try to, you. They betray you. They put you in a box. You you start to then let that play on your own mind, and now mm-hmm. you're stuck, and you're thinking, well, maybe what they're saying is true, and and you're just going through this internal struggle, and now you're just wrapped up in one tightly woven ball of mess, yep. trying to figure out like what to do, which is which is ultimately what. I think that this woman right here that I'm sitting next to is learning to come out of, Mm -hmm. is learning to come out of the judgment of other people and learning to stand in her own true identity. One that only she, right? Like she's not accountable to Neil for that. She's not accountable to, she's accountable to herself and to the one who made her to be who she's called to be. Now I should be supporting that, right? And anybody around her that is snuffing that out, those people need to be like not around her. And that's really the the idea. So obstacles, gosh, there's been a couple. Many. Many. Many, many. <clears throat> yeah. And then and then the idea <laughs> we have this saying, like Amy and I say, that this is our life mission. What do we help people do? We help people find, find their call and, and make life count. Because life is meant to be enjoyed. And that genuinely is like we, that is our, that is our joy. That is like our journey. That's what we're trying to do is to help people find their purpose and make a difference in their life because life is meant to be enjoyed. And you're, when you're doing what you're called to do, you're going to enjoy it a whole lot more. And when you're off the road or off the way that you're called to live, then you're going to be in a more of a miserable, miserable place. And honestly, sometimes I even ask for that, like, Spirit, if I'm off the path, please make me miserable so that way I know. Because it would suck to be like super happy going down a certain road and it's like not the road you're supposed to be yeah, on at all. Absolutely. Like that would totally suck. So sometimes the misery can be good company because it can actually point you down a path of change or progress, right? That that's a lot of what we're writing about in this in this particular book. For Amy, that's something that I I when we originally wrote that life mission statement, this is what Neil and Amy are all about. And this is what our business is about. And this is what the effort's always about. She said, well, I feel like fraud. Why? Because enjoying life is not as easy as it sounds. It's, it it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was not enjoying life at all. Mm-hmm. I wasn't enjoying the people I was working with. I wasn't enjoying what other people had expectations on me to fulfill. I was not I was not happy with where that road had taken me and basically had to come to a fork in the road where you ask yourself hard questions and see that you know, like when you're a kid and your parents are like, you know, make, don't make wrong choices, make right choices, make but when you yeah, make good choices, but when you're older, it's not, I mean, yes and no, we can still make bad decisions, but most of the time I would have to say in my adult life, the choices that have hurt the most, they weren't necessarily bad choices, but they weren't the right choice. Mm-hmm. They, it wasn't like, oh, you did something bad. And this is the consequence and you will pay, Hmm. you know? Yeah. It was a lot of good intentions, intentions, good opportunities, good 
what seemed to be the right timing, good, whatever. But then when it all came down to it, I had to, if you, looking hindsight, you know, it's always what, 50, 50 or 2020. What is it? Hindsight's 2020. Hindsight's 2020. Yeah. So it really came down to how, how much of me had, did I have to bury along this journey on yeah. this dirt road that I'm walking down, stubbing my toes and everything else? How much did I, how much of Amy did I have to, to lose or lose in order to make these good decisions? Yeah. And I think now it, I'm 38 now I'm, I'm walking back up the road. I went down and I'm trying to find where I needed to take another fork in the road. Yeah. And I think that, a lot of people don't feel like they have the opportunity or the freedom to do that, Mm -hmm. that you can walk back up the road. You just walked yourself down and figure out where you needed to, where, where that other road. Yeah. Converged or where you should have jumped off. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think as your husband or as somebody who's watched your life, you know, um, obviously as your husband, I'm, I always want to support you specifically, but as a leader, which I, I am and you are, mm-hmm. I've watched you compromise your leadership voice or your mm-hmm. passion or your your this is what I know mm-hmm. because you're you're you were concerned about what was going to transpire yeah, from people, the people pleasing, around you. Know, you. Amy, you're you're a little too strong. Amy, you have a little too much to say. Amy, you you know, you seem angry when you're talking. I'm not angry, I just have I'm just trying to get my point across, you yeah. know, those kinds of things I think really can get in your head. And I think with our, with our podcast, our phone's going buck wild over here. Buck wild. It's going to get buck in here. <laughs> Something like that. It was a song. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, hope is really. Yeah. The lining, the silver lining is we're going to talk about some hard stuff. I mean, this first initial podcast, we're kind of introducing ourselves a little bit more. So we're not getting into like the, the nitty gritty meat of what we actually want to say about, you know, finding finding our way. way. Mm -hmm. But I think helping everyone see that we're two ordinary people who screw up all the time, not intentionally, sometimes intentionally, because you're so ticked, you self-sabotage. Yeah. But the heart of it is that we're not experts sitting over here pointing a finger of, if you do this, then that you will become rich. If you just do this, if you just read this book, if you just wear this bracelet, if you just do this, then all your wildest dreams will come true. Yeah. It's kind of like our, the tone of this podcast is kind of like through the heartache or through the turmoil, through the pain, through the frustration, just in that saying you said earlier, the joy is not found in your circumstance. And so really being true to that and, and really sharing some of these stories over time to give hope to you, the listener that, yeah, you might be down a road that you don't want to be, but freaking turn it around, put it in park, take a breath, put it in reverse and back your way out. Like that is an option for you. Yes, for sure. You know, the, the quote that we were, that we kind of coined going into this episode is we want to drive home this point for you. And it's been the hardest thing for us to learn. It's simply this, like let joy actually be in your journey, Mm -hmm. not just in the final destination. Yeah. 
Because if you're only happy once you get there, you're never going to be happy, yep. essentially. If you're only full of joy by, you know, arriving at this place, I've got to, you know, make X dollars, Money. have X yep. relationship. Get uh, the new car. Whatever that may be. If, if you cannot find joy in the journey, then mm-hmm. something's off. Right. And you need to pivot. You need to... The term term waypoint or like a checkpoint, it's just a time where you just stop and see where the heck you are and what the heck is going on. And then hopefully it can lead you to a turning point. So the waypoint is just a stopping point along the journey. Mm-hmm. And then a turning point's like, ah, okay, course correction. <laughs> yep. That wasn't working out. Um, it wasn't a total failure, but um, next, now that I have another chance, let's kind of... <laughs> make a couple of adjustments and let's yep. start doing it like this. And if you think of your life a little bit more like that, like thank God, literally thank God that the creator is so loving that we get chance after chance, after chance, after chance. Mm-hmm. The fact that we even like just breathe new, like every day, every breath is an mm-hmm. opportunity for another chance. It's an opportunity to stop, take a look around, shake off the misery and find joy in the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we call the Jesus juice, which yep. by the way, you can get it at a restaurant, <laughs> Ewing's and there's a one shot of Jameson, mm-hmm. one shot one of watermelon, shot of watermelon cooker and, some and a Sprite. splash of Sprite. Yep. And after you have that, you can actually buy, which it's not, printed yet, but the design is done. The I drank the Jesus juice t-shirt. And here is partly what the I drank the Jesus Jesus juice t-shirt. It came from one of the gals that currently works for us, which by the way, she's awesome. She's in law school. She's doing her thing. She uh, was denied, right? Was she denied? Yeah, she was. She had to move out of her. <laughs> it's a funny story. She not funny for her, but not funny. Ha ha. But details her. Yeah. Uh, comical at best. Yeah. She was getting kicked out of her house and given one month to find a new place during Not COVID. Not because she was doing schmucky stuff. It no. was because like something changed in her living arrangement and then the landlord said, we need this house now. So yes. she was having to move somewhere else. Yes. And so she was during COVID, she's having to go around and every, it was right at the beginning of COVID. So everyone was locked down, freaked out, freaked out. So getting interv- like an actual interview or, um, What's it called when you go look at a house? Yeah. Not an interview, whatever. Yeah. Was hard for her. She was freaking out because she was like coming down to the wire and <laughs> she went to this one guy and he said, where do you work? And she said, Ewing's and. That's the name of the restaurant. He said, well, I'm not going to be renting this to you because you work for Neil and Amy. Ooh. And she said. You must have drank the Jesus juice. Yeah. She said, why are you saying that? And he yeah. said. Well, he said a lot of things. One of them was that we tell our employees they have to give all of their um, <laughs> all of their to tips the to the poor. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a great idea, by the yeah, way. We just that we never said that, but <laughs> yeah. But if you want to, yeah. that's fine. And we he, like to help poor people. And she said, "I absolutely do work for them." And he said, "Wow, you drank the Jesus juice." And <laughs> so she came back and she said, "Matter than heck." All right. It's time. We're making shirts and we're wearing them that say, I drank the Jesus juice. Yeah. But the terminology now, we're just make fun of it and tease about it all yeah. the time. But in reality, what that juice is like juice is liquid. It's flow, right? 
um, when when the spirit is flowing, when you're connected, right? To like you were meant. I was I was meant, and I've experienced life in misery and defeat and destruction and despair. Yet at the same time, there there's this newfound hope that that we write about in this book that came about, and it all had to do with just connection, right? Mm-hmm. Connection to the creator, connection to the spirit. And now all of a sudden, man, there's just a free flow of joy and love and all kinds of other cool words. So when we're talking about uh, drinking the Jesus juice, we are making fun sometimes, but also it is about the joy. Mm-hmm. It's about being filled with it, like staying filled with it. So, And that's not based off of what you do, but that's based off of, like you said, who you're What's feeding you? What's your What's the connecting ingredient there? Yep, for sure. What What do you, What do you want? Like, what's watering your life? Yeah. If you're a plant, you need water yep. and you need good soil to grow. If you're but, a human, yeah, you, you need, still need the same that same type of. You need Jesus juice. Oh gosh, Neil. That's what you need. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're getting so judged by people right now. It's all good. I mean, you should just like totally not ever talk again then. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier. Not at all. (laughs) So I know um, we we could keep talking uh, on all kinds of stuff. Is there anything else just that you feel like we should add to this first episode? Again, often our biggest obstacles ourselves Mm -hmm. and uh, we get in the way of our own futures by continuing to travel down roads that do not take us where we want to go. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you, the listener, instead of putting more weight on your shoulders, like I explained that I did and I still do. I did this morning. I would encourage you just to take a deep breath right now and really like, What's that? Etch a sketch. Etch a sketch. Etch a sketch. Yeah, it's that thing you shake. Yeah, you shake shake it up. You like whatever you drew, you shake it, delete it. Yeah, delete whatever expectations you had on your life just for a moment, and and actually look back at this journey, this road that you've been on, and just like I have to do on a daily basis, look back and go, oh, where do I need? Where do I need to stop? Where do I need to? continue moving forward, but also where do I need to go back and make a change? And I think that if you give yourself the freedom to do that, what I found that it does in me is it one, it you get rid of the anxiety, that anxious feeling that you're not making it, that you're running out of time, that if you could just get X, Y, and Z put together, then all, you know, everything's going to work out, which is all myth. It's complete lies. It's a joke. Um, but we believe it's true. And just like that saying, whatever you, you believe, believe is true to you. It's true to you, even if it's false. Exactly. That's a false it's belief, a false but belief. it's what you believe. And I would just encourage you right now, wherever you, if you're driving or jogging, whatever you're doing, really give yourself that freedom to just for a second, for a moment, for a day, for what, however long it t- it's going to take you, own the fact that this journey that you're on it does have a purpose. It has meaning behind it. And there's something that you offer to this world that no one else can give. Um, there's no two snowflakes alike. There's no two humans alike. Mm-hmm. We might be, you know, we might have something in common, but I, 
I truly do believe that everybody has something that they bring to the table that is so unique and so different that the world actually needs it. And I think that society has hushed that and it's made it more what is like the overarching most common thing. And now we're going to put you in brackets, you know, like divergent. Mm-hmm. There's four categories. You fit in one of the four. That's it. And that really limits one, our creativity two our purpose and our passion and then what that ends up is you in, end up miserable because you're not actually living the life that you're meant to live yeah. and you're believing lies. And so I really hope that you can find a new hope. You can find a new peace. And if your life's perfect and everything's together, I hope that you can take a moment and start to begin thinking of the people that are in your lives around you that might be in this same predicament that I was in Um and actually start looking at how you can help support them, how you can get what those jewels that are deep down inside them out. Mm-hmm. Because man, when you see somebody thriving and doing whatever they're good at, it doesn't matter if they're making dream catchers. You're just like, <laughs> wow, good job. Like that is one badass dream catcher. Yeah, you're like, killing the game. You got to come show my friends these dream catchers you make. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's but when people are in their pocket, yep. Man, that's where the magic happens. Yeah. And if you're out of pocket, that's what mm-hmm. she's saying. If you're out of pocket, if you're disjointed, if you just don't feel like life's aligned the way that that it should be, um man, consider number one, just staying with us in this podcast journey because that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, get that book, you know, go and, and read it. It's uh, when it's, when it's available, you know, read it. And uh, the story in there, is, and there'll be an episode about or with uh, this gentleman named Donnie, um, but his life was jacked up. Like his life was just in a rough patch. He was going through very miserable moments. And we just, we talk about a transition that happened in his life. Same thing for myself. There was a transformational time that, ha- you know, really it took place and, um, and alignment was kind of found, you know, getting back into center, if you would happen. So if you don't feel like you're in that spot where you really, you're not on the path that you want to be, then man, stick with us uh, because we're going to be, we're going to be talking all kinds of stuff about mm-hmm. this. Your hope and is going to be restored. It will be. And that means you can expect good in your future. Mm-hmm. That's really the, the idea behind the whole thing. So um, I think that is wrapping Wrap up our up first today. episode Holy smokes. Good job, Neil. We act, no, good job, Amy. Like, we didn't argue. Good job, Eric. He had yeah. to sit here for hours listening to us. Yeah. We didn't argue in the recorded part of this. <laughs> we should do that. Yeah. Eric, you should record us the, pre, the pre-podcast where you're just like losing your mind. <laughs> do I really have something to say? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so episode two will be coming out. Real soon, once a week, we're going to be producing one of these guys. And I think that's it. Can we yep. sign off? Is there you anything else? Off. Okay. So we're going to stay in the spirit. That's the idea. That's the connection. That's where the juice is. And if you don't know how to do that, man, stick with us. And we're going to do our best to help you discover that path. And the reason why is because life is too, too short, short to, to stay or live miserable. miserable. See you later. <laughs>